Well, well, welcome into the PHNX Rising podcast. Um, I am Max Simpson. This is Mr. Owen Evans. Um, to quote, you seem Ron, really, really to quote, confused there. To I'm quote, sorry. to quote, Ron. I, I am confused because to quote Ron Burgundy, I am in a glass case of emotion, but I also don't want to quote. Ron Burgundy, because that's giving way too much praise to San Diego. But then again, maybe it's justified after what we saw. There's lots to get into. I believe you are over four feet tall, so you are tall enough to ride this emotional roller coaster that we just witnessed out there. Buddy, what did we just watch? What just happened? We watched the game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we watched the game. We watched yeah, we Phoenix did. Rising come out in front of over 10,000 people. The biggest attendance this club has ever mm. had. I believe it was 10,400 and something that we're here. Uh, 10,437, if memory serves me correctly. Okay, there we mm. go. I'm, I'm trusting Max mm. on that one. Far be it from me normally to trust Max. Fair, but, fair. Um, yeah, we, we saw a large, large crowd come out here. We saw a Phoenix Rising team that battled. And I think that's that's the key thing here, right? We've seen teams in the past with Phoenix Rising. We've seen them come out last season in particular. And at times, it felt as though they just weren't in it. Today, they battled. Now, were they the better team? Did they deserve more than a point? Those are valid, valid questions. But at the end of the day, they went out there. They put it all on the line. You even saw after the game when they walk around, they did an entire lap of the stadium, yeah. uh, clapping all of the fans that came out today. And mm. while it may not be the result that we would have wanted to see, I think that as a whole, today goes down as a very big day for this club. I I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, the result... It, albeit it's still a point, which is a positive one in a sense, especially given how the team has grown it further into each game that they've played. Again, you saw the first match against Charleston Battery where they had to come from behind and steal a point. Then you see the game against the uh, first game against San Diego Loyal, where they really played a fantastic match, but the scoreline did not reflect that 3 0 defeat. And then this one, they go up. You know, 35 minutes in on a Manuel Arteaga tap-in um, that, I mean, listen, we saw what he did. He totally and epically redeemed himself from a one-on-one -on -one shot. Uh, J Producer Jacob, if we can have the clip there of the missed shots um, that we can pull up from there on the end line. But yeah, you'll see, right, just kind of a bit of a sitter, went a little bit wide. Uh, yes, fantastic uh, video work from myself, of course. No, but it was it was interesting. Max, how, don't pat yourself on the back too. We're already yeah, getting man. started. No, but it was it was interesting how he grew into this game just like the rest of the team did. And you're going into halftime with a one a one nil lead, and you're feeling I'm feeling fantastic. We're feeling great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that Phoenix Rising deserved the 1-0. I don't think they did either. I think that San Diego Loyal were probably the more threatening team. They dominated possession the entire now, don't first get me half. Wrong. Phoenix Rising missed a couple of chances there. They probably should have put away yep. in the first half. Yep. Manuel Arteaga guilty of that himself, actually. Yep. One that you look at and say, you got to put it on target. Yeah. If it doesn't go in the back of the net, fine. But you have to challenge the goalkeeper. Yep. In fact, at one point then, someone turned around to me and said, if he ain't going to put that in, he ain't putting anything in. E well, that's not quite how it turned out. He did, of course, get the goal in the first half and the goal in the second half as well. But, yeah, I, I feel as though, in a lot of ways, this feels almost like... If Rising had come away with a 2-0 win today, I think it would have felt in some ways not a full inverse of the game in San Diego. Yep. Because I don't think that it was quite as strongly against the run of play as we saw some of those San Diego goals come in Torero Stadium. But 
it would have felt like it was almost like a slight mirror image of what had happened previously. It was. And it was, you know, it's a game where the team continues to grow into it. You know, the first 20, 25 minutes, it felt like it was all a loyal possession that Rising really just couldn't grow into the game. But really, that goal changed things completely, as goals often do. It's very difficult to score in this league. And coming from a guy who, I mean, again, listen, we, you know, it's been criticized in the chat. I've been um, criticized by the fan base. But he had, he was in the right place at the right time and not one, but both goals. And he scores, you know, in the 63rd minute of the second half. And you're thinking, okay, Rising has a 2-0 lead. And at that point, I think it is deserved. Because even though they did not have the better first half, in my opinion, they had the the best tail end of the first half and the best start to the second half. They dominated that game for a solid 30, 40 minutes in the middle there. They did. And it was actually something that Juan Guerra pointed out in his post-game press conference, right? We were talking about his overall reaction to the match. And he said he was bothered, not worried. Yeah. Okay. He was Mm. bothered because what he was seeing was moments of very good play. But they need to make those moments last longer. They need to drag them out and put in a much longer body of work, of, of that kind of quality that we see in those moments. Now, the, the problem is, I mean, he kind of pinpointed, well, could be a variety of things. He's going to have to wait until he looks and watches the video back and tries to work out where things quite went wrong. But just naivety at times yeah. um, that this team tends to, to display. And that's kind of, as we move on now to talk about those goals conceded, where that starts to kick in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like we mentioned, Manuel Arteaga grabbing his brace in the 63rd minute, cruising for a bit, and then you have the Nick Moon goal in the 72nd minute. And, you know, that was one where even after that scored, at least from my feeling, while it definitely has that bit of the atmosphere, and we felt it a bit of, okay, you know, the wind got sucked out a little bit, but the team's still rolling, the energy's still there, it's a packed house. And we were thinking, okay, we're we're doing we're doing okay. Um, did you have the same feeling on your end? Because you were down at pitch level at that point. Yeah, I believe at that point I tweeted, "We're in for a nervy finish." And I think <laughs> that, that unfortunately proved right. Um, look, it, it's hard. It doesn't matter what you think about having the crowd behind you, about having yeah. all of that. And I, I will say that I'll touch on the crowd a little bit later on. I think about sure. especially at the final whistle. Um, but the I, I just feel as though you're always in for a nervy finish. When you when you go up 2-0, you think, okay, you start to cruise a little bit. Yeah. They get the goal back in. As soon as they get that goal back in, as soon as they smell blood, especially especially a team with the talent that San Diego yeah. Real has, you're going to be in for trouble. Look, <sighs> yeah. the, the only teams that San Diego Real mind have been able to score more than one goal against Phoenix Rising, and I know they've only played three teams of which Phoenix Rising is one, but they scored one goal against Detroit City, who, uh, Detroit City, let's be perfectly honest, they're a borderline playoff team, Um, and they they failed to score in Sacramento, and Sacramento, obviously, we have a massive win today, and we'll talk about that one later, but it it is a little bit of a concern, I think, there, the the sloppiness. I mean, conversely, no one scored more than one goal against San Diego Loyal, so it's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's what my uh, my high school soccer coach said growing up is two zero is the most dangerous lead in this sport because it's it is the cliche because the it's cliche. it's it's not enough to feel comfortable, but it's also you know just enough to where you can crawl back into it. And I will say, like that ball that Loyal played in, I mean, goodness gracious, it's 
cutting in at the end line, and you're he split five rising defenders. That was a pinpoint pass, laid on perfectly, and then swung across, found him at the back post. Eight minutes later, uh, Ronaldo Damas, who my word has been a thorn in the side for rising already in these two matches a uh, like, good thing we don't have to face him for uh you know we'll see how that goes the rest of the season but yes at least playoff. yes at least at least we're done it's a playoff so it could be later in the open, Co- correct at least at least at least that we know of we do not have to face him anymore but he scored i mean you watch that goal and i i was in the corner here very difficult to see you see it a bit on broadcast he just kind of squeaked it in there. There was three chances from, you know, six yards or closer. Players tried to clear it, wasn't able to get cleared. It snuck in and just, you're thinking, how does that ball go in? And that's yeah. it's how the sport works. It just happens. It is, but I mean, we also have to bear in mind that Rising had a couple of tap-ins in there as well. So yeah. the little scrap of play at either end, both teams kind of make taking advantage of those moments where, where they can get a shot from pretty close range. Yeah. So, and it So talking here about the referee having a particularly bad game, we're, we'll dig into a little bit of this because obviously Juan got quite animated uh, at the end of the game. We saw that he picked up a yellow card. One of his coaching staff also picked up a yellow card there. The way he kind of described that in the post game was that he looked at it as though, well, the first 16 minutes of the game, he turns to the fourth official and says, we haven't had a foul yet. Yep. And the way that Juan was putting it was, look, we, we've got four officials out there some of the others need to speak up on some of those plays. Yeah. Now, a large part of that that really, really agitated people was a penalty shout for potentially for Carlos Harvey. Uh, happened right behind us, right by here. Uh, gets the ball up to the byline. Looks though he's kind of shielding it, trying to keep it in play. San Diego Law player comes in from behind, uh, pretty much knocks him flying, gives him a little kick as well by the looks. And ultimately, the referee's decision there was a corner. Now, a lot of people are talking about, and a lot of people will talk, I mean, about what um, what was going through the referee's mind. We tried to delve into that. Yep. Uh, I will ask now, actually, we have got the question. We submitted, I submitted a pool question uh, to the referee here. It's very precise here. We have to be precise on these. Trying to work out, is he saying that it, the defender actually made contact with the ball? Is he saying that the ball has already crossed the line when that contact occurs, meaning that a foul can't take place? Misconduct can take place, but not a foul. Mm-hmm. Or is he saying that the contact otherwise did not rise to the level of a foul? Uh, the referee declined to comment, actually, is the, the response we got back. However, he did confirm that Carlos Harvey was cautioned for uh, dissent. Descent, yeah. So he declined to comment on the pool question. Uh, and that's, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, especially after that second loyal goal came in. I mean, the energy, if it wasn't already ratcheted up to a notch, that really just put this match absolutely over the edge. The crowd was in a frenzy. Uh, you know, I hadn't, you know, Wong era, he was carded. Coach, um, I, I did not see who it was, but another one of the another member of the coaching, staff, of the coaching also, staff was yeah. also received a yellow card. Um, it's just one of those games where, I mean, at that point, man, you're just you're just hanging on it and trying to salvage the point. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, I think that actually talking about the 
the crowd actually has a good kind of lead in for what I, something that I wanted to say. And yeah. this one goes out to the crowd. Now, look, the crowd coming out in numbers, fantastic. I will say, though, be wary. I, I, I don't know quite what the message is when people are booing sometimes. You have to bear in mind that at times when your team concedes a goal, you go 2-1 down and you have very loud boos. Who are you booing there? And what message are you giving to your own players? In that kind of position, really, you should be trying to get behind your players. You're trying to lift them up. You're trying to push them on to get that final, uh, you know, just hold on to the lead that they've they've deserved to that point. Yeah. Um, booing at that point to me feels odd. I'd also say that booing at the final whistle, again, it feels like a comment on the players. Now, that may not be what people it think. Might, it might be, might be the refereeing, might right, be, might but, being but other in players mo- in most times, in most times, when you boo the, at the final whistle, unless an incident has happened immediately prior, Agreed. you are booing the team. Agreed. And the team did not deserve no. that today. No. Uh, I, I think any social manager, I don't think the crowd intended for that to be the kind of message. Right. But it is how it can feel on the field level. Yeah. So just, just try and bear that one in mind because it's, it's not. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, there's the one coming there. Was it? People were booing. Couldn't hear it from the, the South, South End. End. The South End yeah. bring it all game, right? None of that's coming out in the mm-hmm. South End. We know that for sure. It definitely heard it on the North. Definitely, definitely heard on the North End when we back were back in the place. Yep. But when you are at the North End, yeah. and you hear it coming, and it's not just coming out the North End. It's coming from the from the touchlines as well. You do have to kind of just guys stop, think. Yeah. Those players didn't deserve to be booed. And while you may be thinking you're booing the referee, it's not how it comes across. Agree. I mean, uh, if we can pull up the visual of the crowd and the three shots, I mean, this was after the uh, second goal. And it's it, it might be a little difficult to see here, but I mean, you see this capacity crowd, and especially on the top left and the bottom shots, p- people are lined up, standing room only at the top of the section. And it's one of those things, I'm echoing Owen's point, the crowd can absolutely back these players and by God, Golly, they did after both of those goals. But, man, regardless of who it was aimed at, in that moment, you got to lift your team up. And, yes, regard, like I like to give people benefit of the doubt. I get how it's kind of tough to really see if they're pointing at anyone but the players. But regardless whether you're trying to boo the refs or the situation or whatever, you need to will your team on. And you got you to, gotta, like, regardless of how you feel, okay, get pissed in the moment, whatever, and then – Come on, lads. Let's go. Let's finish strong. Let's get a goal. Let's hold the lead, like the hold the draw, whatever. Like that's what we need the response for. Right. You go anywhere else in the world. What's the job of a crowd? What's the job of the football fans? The job of the football fans is to push their team onwards. It is to get those boys up, and it is to make sure they get over the line. If you're coming just to boo the referee, I mean. There's some, question, anyway. there's some questionable I, calls. I mean, like, there's oh, some, there, there's, there's some questionable it. calls, some questionable no calls. Like we understand that a lot of this impacted the game. And, and like, listen, we understand people are are upset, as you should be. I guess it's just, yes, like in the moment, and this is where human emotion and passion takes over, where do you channel that? And we, we do, it's an interesting platform that we have, right? Because we exist for the fans. We tell this unbiasedly. We're able to give that perspective. And yet, this is not trying to us trying to bash the fans or turn on the people who support the team. It's rather trying to galvanize and unite people of like, we all support the same people. We all want the same end result. And that's kind of what we're getting at. So I want to make sure it's not taking shots back at people. It's just let's think about where we're coming from here. Yeah. 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 And well, especially in moments, especially yeah. in moments, right? After the game, okay, fine. But after the first goal, 
the boys needed the encouragement, I think. 100%. Well, let's get into the uh, stats of the game. A uh, little bit of a breakdown of what we had. So, right, two to two. Possession, pretty, uh, I mean, re- relatively even again. It's kind of a, a tale of two. Really, if you split this game into quarters, Loyal had the first 20, 25 minutes. Rising had the next 40 on, you know, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, the last first 20 minutes. Uh, oh my gosh, the last 20 minutes of the first half and the first 20 minutes of the second half. And then Loyal really was just dominating possession by the end. So kind of even throughout shots, pretty equal there. As you can see, again, more shots on Tiger for rising. Um, couple different chances there at the end and just a, a tough go of it. I mean, a 2-2 draw. I think when I look at this game as a whole, tough result, and you definitely want to see the win, but I I think it's a fair one. If you know, I think yes, there could have been calls given, but I don't know. I think if you look at the the from the beginning of the end, I'm not surprised, I guess. No, no, yeah. I, I yeah. tend to agree overall. I think yeah. a draw was fair. Draw is fair. <sighs> draw is fair. Well, uh, we're gonna you know, we want to touch on the top players, the atmosphere and get into that first. I want to shout out because we had a, I had a really cool meeting with them. Um, you know, uh, gosh, what was it yesterday? We are one month in officially today with our partnership with circle K. So absolutely love them. It's fantastic seeing them here um, at the stadium. They are proud partners with the team as well. Thank you everyone who did the text to win um, in the first month of partnership. If you have opted into that, they're going to be rewarding you with, you know, stuff like free polar pops and free whatnot. I don't want to give too much away, but just keep on the lookout for that. Cause it's really cool stuff and they're going to be doing more promos. So if you didn't get a chance to text to win before you're still going to have that opportunity. So thank you guys for supporting circle K cause we support them. And when you're not missing out on all the great things they have going on with the snacks, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of snacks, getting that more of that in the office. Um, be stocked up all April long now and head to circlek.com slash store hyphen locator again circlek.com slash store dash locator to find circle K's near you with everything going on. We also want to shout out our friends at four peaks. Thank you for those of us who joined us last Wednesday um, for all the last Wednesdays that we do there. Lots of good stuff going on. We are going to be hosting our NFL draft day live there at their eighth street pub. Cardinals have a third pick, a new coach, new GM, you guys already know it's a massive moment for another footballing franchise, different type of football. Right best type pla- of football, but we'll yeah. let it slide. That's what he said. Fair. Uh, the best place to take in the moment is again at their A Street Pub on April 27th. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly, but anyone can come to the pub for that moment. All right. Um, top performers. Uh, actually, no, I'll take oh, yes. a couple of questions. Oh, yes. actually. It's a couple Fair. of questions in we here. Got, we got, super, got, super, super, we super, got a super chat here super from Kirash. Dude, I, dude, I love a free whatnot. Dude. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I do like I give out free whatnots. I don't know what that means. I but hey, I'll give you a free one. Sure. Yeah. He's <laughs> I got for something there. I got something. I don't know. My, yeah. my brain's frazzled. A lot just happened. No, some yeah. actual questions <laughs> People were asking Danny Trejo, Darnell King about their absences. You do actually have an answer on that. Yep. Um so Danny Trejo, some some kind of setback in the last two weeks. Don't have the full details on that, unfortunately. Uh, I don't have a huge amount of detail on Donna King's absence either, besides the fact that both should still be available on Wednesday, is what Juan said in the post game. That both Danny Trejo and Donnell King should be available for selection on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think this is something I. I got a side on that. I think it's something I lamented to you. I'm like, man, that first half could have used a bit of Danny Trejo, but 
Good if here we are. I mean, the game as a whole. It he's is a very talented yeah. player, and what he can bring to the attack. Just and, yeah, it's it's not to yeah. it's not to overconflate one player's abilities, but I think you know they were missing a bit of that uh, creativity link up, especially in the first twenty minutes. Or so, but we do have to shout out some of the positives we from today. And I think right, it is a low hanging fruit, but it makes sense. A player of the game. It's a pretty obvious one. It is Manuel Arteaga. And look at the energy there. Well, I did not think that we would be saying that after um after that that miss that we we showed earlier. It was um that was tough. Honestly, it was tough. He had a he had a you know kind of he kind of closed down his own angle, shot across his body, went wide. But listen, the guy, both his goals was being in the right place, right time. First one was just a classic, you know, outside the six, and the second one, you're just following up a rebound, poacher goal. I love those. And you got to be in the right place. You got to be in those positions to score. I also think he had really good positional awareness, much stronger on the ball, it seemed like, than uh, the last game against San Diego. And you saw it. He fed off the energy of this crowd. Look, and I I love to say this because Max is going to throw this back at me every time that we bring up a certain Mr. Harry Kane. But... The one thing about tap-ins is that you have to be in the right place. Oh, to get them. And it's a good like, striker oh. gets into good positions to get those goals. Mm. So he was getting in the right positions for yes. those goals. That's the thing. As easy as they might look, and actually the that one was, I think was a little bit, he had to reach quite a bit. Yeah, for oh, yeah. He, had like he a, was reaching yeah, for a long one, way. One up here, you um, know? We actually got, yeah. a, I got a good photo of that. I'll post that on Kind of just hit my hurt flicks are doing he, that. Don't yeah, do that. Ow. Yeah, I've been stretching my legs Ooh, here, and I'm just I'm afraid not. I'm going to go down ah. with cramp in a second. But, um, <laughs> but you've got to be in the right yeah. spots, and that's the challenge. The challenge is getting in the right spots so that your teammates can actually get you the ball. Yeah. Now, we've said that in the past that we found that Arteaga sometimes he isn't quite as advanced. He isn't getting quite into those places that you want him to as a centre forward. If he's going to be the guy that's scoring goals, we want him in the penalty area. Yeah. We want him in places where he is going to be a menace for that defence. And he hasn't been doing it so much sometimes in those previous games. But today, the two tap-ins of sorts... It, again, it's it's, it's a low-hanging fruit. I get that it's polarizing. Do we expect, you know, he's maybe not going to deliver this performance all the time, but, like, you, you get on a score sheet, especially early on. That, to me, is a no-brainer. I see a lot of other people shouting out someone who I, and I we both said it, I think Uzo. Uzo. Fantastic, Uzo. Kid. fantastic match, not just with that first assist on that first goal um, to open the scoring, but really, you just saw, I think, something that we was lacking first time out we saw him a bit, just the not just the pace, which we know he has, but the physicality. My word, so many times where he's get, you know, trying, you know, he's got someone nipping on his heels, tugging on his shirt, and he just gives him a little arm, or bam, he's getting to the end line, cuts it back, and loses the defender. I loved his play, and he's just so, you know, I'm gonna quote a Bon Jovi al- album: "Slippery when wet," because that man had has some drip tonight with all those moves he was putting down. Do you like? Do you I like, t- you like that one. <laughs> I tell you what, the thing about Uzo, the thing about Uzo, though, seriously, is I think yeah. this is a guy you don't want to mess with. Yeah. I think he's a guy who is very, very happy to play a physical, dogged kind of game yeah. as well. Yes. And he's not going to lose that battle. Yeah. He will not ever stand down from that kind of a fight. We actually, I, I saw that in, in one of the preseason games, the first preseason game against GCU yeah. this preseason. Um, he definitely got into a little bit of uh, verbals, let's say, with yeah. one of the GCU players and and use Love some it. words that I'm not going to, I'm going to choose not to repeat. Fair. But um, he, he he's not the kind of guy who backs down from that. And I think that's what you want to see. I think that's what, look, to an extent, the fans want to really want to see that as well. And I mean, not only that, you're seeing the technique from him, you're seeing the, the technical ability as we saw on that assist. 
yeah. for the first goal, the first goal at this stadium at 38th Street and Washington. Yep. I, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. And the best part about it, actually, is you got Eddie Manjoma kind of like snapping at his heels as well to try and get in the team. Yeah. And Eddie Manjoma comes in with rave reviews and yeah. missed the start of the season much like Uzo did because of injury yeah. issues. Well, Uzo got off the bench, but he was a little bit more restricted, let's say. Um, Uzo to Leeds. There, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I'm 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 liking what I'm seeing from him. Again, I, I think Juan's right on the one point, which is that there are good moments. Yeah. There are some very good moments out of this team. The problem more than anything just comes that they're not consistent enough. They're not performing at times for a full 90 minutes. And it's not through lack of effort, I think, that they're not performing for a full 90 minutes. I think it's just still moments of bad chemistry, moments of trying to work through the new game plan, moments of people have been talking in our chat about what are we going to do about Kev Lambert. Is he a defender or, or is he a midfielder? Uh, and, and that's something that actually came up on yeah. uh, in the presser yesterday. Uh, and I, I asked Kev about what that adjustment had been like. He said it was it had actually been quite difficult for him. He, he's for sure. It's it's not an easy change to make, but hey, they, there's there's still a lot. There's still a lot to see, a lot to discuss. Yeah, I mean, that's a it's funny because I think that one, I don't know. I, I still like right, I was originally hey. The boat of Kev Lambert in the midfield. Uh, you know, then I saw him this season. I think he's a great defender. Listen, it's a guy when you, it's a good problem to have. I I still like him back there. I think he adds that uh, solidity to the defense. And again, the fact, I you know, maybe this was a bit of a different game for Zambrano, but I liked how uh, Carlos Harvey played yet again. I think he was also a good performer. You know, yes, didn't win that uh, pen at the end, but I liked his play again. He's all over the place. The man covers a lot of ground. Very physical in there. Actually, here's one that's interesting. I've seen a few people in the chat speaking about Juan's choice and time of subs. Um, I'm going to ask Max that. What do you think? Did he wait too long? I'm also going to ask the chat here. And chat, please do toss it in there. Let us know what you think. What changes would you have made and when? Oh, I like that. Okay, because that, that's the thing. It's not just about did he wait too long to make the subs. Sometimes he's also working out, well, what subs do you want to make? What changes did need to be made there? Yeah, I mean, the way I often see it, right, is like you want to place subs along the lines of where you feel you need to shift the energy. And that's like a really blanket statement. So let me like elaborate a bit further. If you think your team is, you know, at the two, two nil mark, I would have put someone in maybe like a little bit earlier, just like, hey, the guys are running. They are expending a lot of energy. Maybe put in someone to solidify the midfield um, just to kind of bootstrap that a bit. He did sub, to his credit, very immediately after both goals for Loyal went in. And that, to me, is like, that's the that's the low-hanging fruit again of after the team, the momentum swings back into their direction. You need to make a sub, not only to kind of slow the game down and let the guys regroup, but also just to bring on some different energy. So I like that he did that. But I think it's tough. I mean, to me, I get, again, it's interesting, and I'm not trying to uh, contradict myself, but Manuel Arteaga, after a great performance... If you are going to pull him, I don't get why you're doing it at the 90th minute. I would have, again, like maybe you we, we do the, if, whether it's a, a two-striker system or you just pull him earlier. It's like, hey, Jackson Conway, here's 10 minutes or 15 as opposed to, I just don't get what that's doing at the 90-minute mark. Because at that point, Loyal was pressing. And if anything, you're either going to say you're going to get a goal, which you sub him earlier, or hey, 
we're going to try to save this draw. And then you bring on a defender. I just, I did not get him bring on Jackson Conway so late. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, actually, there's one thing in there that, uh, BJ brings up. I won't second guess the service, but did wonder if Gabby was minute constrained. Mm. Good question. Yeah. But I will just point out just so that we are all on the same page here. The reason he missed San Diego was not injury. Mm. Uh, he missed San Diego because of the birth of his child. Mazel tov. So congratulations. Mazel tov. Yeah. 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 Okay. But um, yeah, I, I, I and Thomas, he, he didn't say fantastic to be fair. Okay. It was not a Rick. One, he, he, his actual first words were that he was bothered. He was bothered about the uh, yeah. inconsistency that can come from the team sometimes, whereby they're making good moments, but they're not making those moments long enough. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's not the same kind of message that we would hear from from Rick last year after a result like this. So that's that's at least one one positive, I'd say. No, that's 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 very true. I do want to see one positive. I do see PHX in there in the chat. Um, appreciate the nice comment. These two gentlemen have good chemistry. It's my first time watching their post game. All I gotta say is I appreciate it, but keep watching. <laughs> well, this is your first <laughs> time watching. It's your first time watching, but hey, we appreciate you joining. Um, we appreciate everyone who showed up again. Fantastic atmosphere, and we appreciate our friends. At OGs um, after a game like that. I mean, man, honestly, what can you say other than OGs? Uh, a lot going on there. I think I will probably recoup with their nice happy balance, a one-to-one THC to CBD ratio to just chill out a bit. Um, like I said, I had full body feels after this match ended. That'll give me some full body feels afterwards, but the good kind. Um, as always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. That is O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Actually, someone recently asked me where you can get OGs, and that's actually a great place to check. Um, yeah, so do that. And by the way, speaking of friends, we actually have a new partner we're going to announce. Right now, right now, bam. We're so excited to welcome our friends at Valley Taproom, especially for those of you on the east side. Um, they are a PHNX rising exclusive partner. Um, super excited to work with them. We checked them out on Tuesday, had copious amounts of delicious beverages, especially our friends from Four Peaks. 30 taps. 30 taps. 30 taps. Yeah, yeah, 30 taps. Friends on our Four Peaks are there. They have an awesome patio. Uh, they have a food menu, but then you could bring your own food there as well. Um, wine selection. Wine selection. We were there for Trivia Tuesday. Uh, I did not get any right, but I also did not, I also did not get any I wrong. I making an appearance at a Trivia Tuesday in Twist the near future. his arm. You can not, do it. Not next week, of course. Well, yeah. Not this coming week, of right. course, because... We got a show. We have a show then. Yeah. We wish we were there, but maybe the week after, I might be able to. Might be able to. There there you you go. There you go. And we're also. It's a nice location of. You know, we're gonna try to see if we can maybe do a show there down the road, or maybe a you know fan meet and greet, whatever that is. We had we had a Danny Trejo beer there. We did have it. There is a Danny Danny Trejo Trejo beer. (laughs) We might have to see if we can get Danny Trejo to drink the Danny Trejo beer. Just to clarify, it is the actor, uh, Danny Trejo. Just one in case if anyone had any uh, Close like enough. About Close that. enough. Close, Close enough. enough. Hey, Danny Trejo beer. We're not going to say which one. It's the actor. Um, But, yes, check out our friends at Valley Tap Room. Again, on the east side. Super great stuff. Very excited to part with them. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Valley Tap Room. And, again, check out out our twitter for all the great things that we're going to be doing with them keep a lookout but like go hang out with them nice place donald shout out donald uh great guy out there appreciate you guys being a part of the phnx rising fam okay um 
we'd be absolutely remiss if we did not talk about the stadium experience here. And yeah. I think it's something we were talking about it. Like we've been talking about this for, we've been all been talking about this for months and then it got weeks and it got days and we show up and look, I mean, man, it was such a cool experience where people are tailgating. They are boozing the ball, kicking the soccer ball around. And I'm like, I did not think I would see something like this growing up in Tucson where it's like, man, you don't see this. I, I before FC Tucson days also, by the way, for anyone asking, but no, it's just, it's such a different experience from anything I've really seen um, on a soccer landscape. And man, shout out y'all. It was just awesome. It was a fun night. Let's not, let's not get that twist. It was a great night. Yeah. And I think there's something to, to say here. I know you were going around, Max, speaking to various different fans about things. One guy, Tibu, shout out to Tibu, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. said, and he, he spoke to you about this on the camera when you asked him what his score prediction was. He spoke to me about it afterwards. He didn't care what the score prediction was. No. Being out there, seeing the just group of people that had gathered and what had brought them all together, the fact that there were so many people there who who never would have met if it wasn't for this team, if it isn't for this sport and this shared love of this sport. That's what matters. That sense of community that they're building and that is the important thing. The match result today, yeah, they'll, they'll work it out later on. That's not a huge problem. The bigger thing yeah. is just seeing it all come together. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was a club record 10,437. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it on our um, Thursday show that they moved 600 plus tickets in days leading up to it, that there was standing room. Like, and people say standing room only, literally standing room only at the top of leashes, and people were, it was, it was amazing, and everyone had an amazing time. Uh, Producer Jacob, if you can please roll the Manuel Arteaga goal, because this just beautifully energy, right? You, know, you see, he's beating off of it. He's pumping up the crowd, but South End, the supporters, Banditos, everyone, my word. Like, it was such a – I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it, man. And, like, we've been there. We've been there when the smoke gets off, but this was something different. It was just – amazing like I, you're I, I'm getting chills man of just being in an atmosphere like that where everyone is going nuts I'm getting water thrown at me I, I, it's not water by the way probably I don't it's know it's not gonna be water on Wednesday no it won't um but man it's just incredible everyone brought it to the fullest and you know it's cool too because we know that the supporters the diehards are always gonna bring it but so many people not just took in their first rising match day. I would reckon there's probably a good handful that might have taken in their first soccer match that they may not have even known that rising was a thing before them. And yes, we understand that their people have been supporting this, this team for years and years, but it's just cool to see other people come in and we hope that that continues throughout the season. Yeah, and look, there were still kinks to work out today. I know there were very long lines outside. The queue was um, long. There were lots of lines. Congested, for, There were lots of lines for the concessions yeah. down here. I know someone mentioned way back at one point in the chat. I'm not going to ask our producers to look back for it because it was quite a way back, but they had to queue 30 minutes for a water. Um, it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's still going on. When I came out here and you came out here yesterday, a lot of these areas around the stadium, there was a lot of just you know, trucks everywhere. Yeah. Um, to Devin's point here, yeah, we, yeah, we've heard multiple reports of that, that um, and multiple credible reports that fans were, uh, ultimately they weren't checking tickets at some point, I think because the queues got so long. Um, I haven't got any real word on that. We may have to follow up with the club about that later on. But, um, but there are... There, there were credible reports about that. I'll say that much. Um, I, I don't know, again, if anyone actually yeah. got in for free. I'd imagine most people probably already had their tickets. But um, look, the crowd as a whole, 
fantastic just to have that many people here for a game like this. Um, and again, there, there are kinks to work out, but you get there. Yeah. We'll get there. And again, I mean, one more shout out to the South End, right? Uh, you know, we heard them banging their drums, doing the chant, everything like that. Have the clip of them. Just just beautiful, man. We're being serenaded with the music um, and everything that they're doing. So, um, just Jacob, you can roll the clip, the second one, with the South End going on. Um, just, I'm just going to let it sing for just a hot second. Like, man. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Everyone just going nuts. Got gotta love it. Something, something different. It still feels different. I get the results tough. They will come. Um, but now we turn. Now we turn ahead. Now we turn ahead to open cup. Open cup. It's cup season, baby. Open cup. Actually, we shouldn't turn too far ahead though. We should have a look. Little peek, should we, at around the USL? Oh, yeah, do you want to hear my... Oh, yeah. oh, God, I just didn't want to look at where we're on the, the table. No, no I'm not going to look at the table, oh. but do you want me to read the scores? Also, Let's read the also, scores. I do, I do have to shout out, by the way, I, and, and I again, I don't try not to give this guy credit too often, but you did predict 2-2 earlier in I the did. week. Yeah, no, It was tough. It was tough, but you, you made it there. I did. Rumor yes, has it that looks. my USL parlay from today also hit. So <sighs> yeah. Wait, we'll did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Shout out uh, to MGM. But, Pro, promo code PHNX. There we go. But here we go. Let's look at those scores from around yeah. USL Championship. Yeah. Harford Athletic 1. Ooh. Orange County 1. Okay. okay Loudoun okay. United 0. Colorado Springs Switchbacks 1. Ooh. Okay. Indy 11 0. Okay. Las Vegas Lights, nil. Nice. Miami FC, one. Mm. Memphis 901, one. There's a lot of ones in there. A lot of ones in that yeah. one. <laughs> Detroit City, nil. RGV, one. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rowdies, nil. Birmingham Legion, two. Tampa Bay is imploding. They really I are. mean, I, they've imploded, I would we, say. We've got another implosion later on, yeah. though. Oh, no. Monterey Bay, one. San Antonio, two. Oh. Oakland Roots, one. New Mexico United, nil. Okay. Sacramento Republic, five. Louisville City, nil. Okay. Now that is the one we have to talk about, surely. (laughs) What on earth? Gosh. (laughs) Five nil. To Sacramento. That's a tough Against Louisville. Louisville losing a game 5-0. I know they've had issues with injuries. It's, uh, it's a tough But in their last two games now, they have played El Paso. They have played Sacramento. And Louisville have scored no goals. And they have conceded eight. Yeah. That's not the Louisville we're used to seeing. Yeah. That's really not. I, uh... Well, yeah. A lot of results around the league. And, you know... It's three games in. We're not hitting a panic button. But it, it is the reality that it does find Phoenix Rising at the bottom of the Western Conference with two points. Now, I do have good news and bad news. The good news is there are other teams that have played, you know, four matches. And again, Rising has only played three. Some have played five. Um, the bad news is Rising is still behind New Mexico United, and they've only played two matches. So it all kind of evens out. Lots of time, um, you know. I, that, that's what I got. I'm, I'm an optimistic. Yeah. I'm an optimistic realist. The optimism's kicking in a bit, but uh, there's lots of time, and we'll see if we can bring the home atmosphere like we did again. Uh, Loyal's a tough opponent. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're right now. They're top four. 
their yep. top four. Like this isn't a this isn't a slouch of an opponent. And again, if you're looking at uh, Charleston as well, I mean, you know, they've had some results. They're they're fifth. They're fifth in the yep. in the in the East. So like, it's not like we're losing to Joe Schmo over here. Like, come on, pick it up. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing here about minus three goal difference is the concern. I hear you, but at the same time, that minus three comes from one single game. It's true. One single game. It's the away game against San Diego. The other two are drills. So and, and, and again, like and again, like we said, like a lot of those were like you know, at least one or two of those was against the run of play, and they they had a good game. They're just it's how the soccer gods they uh they're they're cruel sometimes. Sometimes yeah. the ball does not bounce your way. Sometimes it does. Um. I'm not going to segue into the uh, open cup. Is it the cup? Is Let's it, talk about the cup. It's the cups. Let's talk about we the, like cup. the cup. We love the cup. Uh, it's cup season. <sighs> we, we love the open cup. We are trying to triumph over uh, Greenville. <laughs> see what I see what I did there because it's <laughs> called Greenville Triumph. Um, yeah, you know that's uh, that matches at uh, seven seven thirty back here at Phoenix Rising Stadium. Um, yeah, it's uh, I mean Greenville Triumph. They've uh, they, they've They've won uh, trophies in the past. Um, been top of the league. No, no slouch. Again, it's uh, they, be- they beat Juan Guerra's Oakland team last. Yeah, year cup, in the uh, Open Cup. It, cup is beautiful. The cup is beautiful. It gub- give, the cup giveth. The cup taketh. The cup runneth over, if you will. So we'll see. Um, listen, I, I, I think I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very confident. And we have a show on Tuesday, by the way. We have shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as the Sunday match as well. I feel confident. I'm going to go it on a limb. Week. Yeah, it is a week. <laughs> that, is, a week. that is, if I'm not mistaken, I'm no mathematician, but that's five shows in eight days. We have our work cut out for us. I'm going to go on a limb and predict. Predict. You take this to the bank, to the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Again, promo code PHNX. Phoenix Rising will win. Win against Greenville Triumph. SC. I already got my, I did not get the scoreline right against this game, but I did say Manuel Arteaga was scoring, and those laughed at me. You laughed, you ha-hawed, you, you guffawed, you chuckled, but I had that right. So, hey, take that to the bank. And we will preview yeah. that game in much better detail to the co- uh, question here from uh, PHX in the chat. Yes. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on Tuesday. Tuesday. And by the way, and, and most of our shows, we will, we, well, first, we are always going to let you guys know when our shows are, you can always catch us after every single post match. And usually on a normal week, n- next week is not a normal week. We're going to throw that out there. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. as well. Usually we will alert you if to the contrary, but that's where you'll find us next Tuesday at 6 p.m. And then again, post match after Wednesday. Mr. Owen, sir, did we leave anything? Anything else we need to oh. tell the people? While you're, while you're pondering, I am going to say shout out the diehards out there. Please become a diehard if you are interested, if you are so inclined, especially those new to you who are like, who the heck are these two guys on camera? I want to learn more. I want more insight to us or any of our other PHNX shows where we cover everyone from Suns, Cardinals, Coyotes, Diamondbacks, ASU, U of A, Mercury, everything here in the Valley. You like it. We've got it for you. Head on over to the phnxlocker.com to grab your diehard membership. Receive exclusive content, discounts on events, merch. We are dropping some new merch next week. There is a spoiler for you. Uh, it's actually not a spoiler. It's a prediction. Here we go. WrestleMania season to those who celebrate. Yes. Um, but yes, all the good kinds of stuff there. Become a diehard if you have not yet. I've given you time to think now. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, the one thing I will leave us on, I know we mentioned about the big crowd that was here for the team. 
I'd also like to just shout out those of you who said hi to us at various Actually, yeah, 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 seriously, it was very it's nice. It's really good to see you guys back out here again. We've missed you. Yeah. It's been a long it time has, since been we've been while. able to see all of you gathered in one place. I, w- I was coming up to people yeah. at the tailgate. I'm like, how long have we been talking about this? Like, we've been talking about this for months. Yeah. And, and here we are. And everyone who is, you know, always so nice to me in the chat and like they were nice in person. You know, they're not as nice in the chat, but you guys are very nice in person. I, I do. I do enjoy the banter and I do appreciate how kind of everyone was. You know, people take pictures with us. Uh, you, you get someone did take a picture. It happens to you all the time. I, I'm now famous. You the know? second not, time I've had it happen I'm this not gonna, season. I'm not going to let it go to my head or anything. You know, just uh, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm not an ego guy or anything. But um, <laughs> all right, this guy, this guy's over it. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that does it. Max, for like, us. what's going behind this? Please land this plane. <laughs> Jacob, producer, is rolling his eyes into the back of his head. Um, but no, thank you guys on the reel, everyone, for joining us. Um, Tough uh, result at the end, but honestly, when you look at everything that happened today, really awesome day, really beautiful day, good result overall. San Diego loyal drawing to Phoenix Rising two to catch us on Tuesday at six p.m. as we further dive into this match. We preview the Open Cup and everything like that. It's going to be a freaking week next week. So thank you guys for joining us. You can follow me at Max David Simpson. And by the way, both of, and you can follow him at OJ Evans 18. Or both and you can follow, and you can follow the pod, which is important because yes. there's going to be some video clips going up later tonight yes. at PHNX underscore underscore rising. D- double the underscore, underscore double, double the fun. And check out both of our Twitters as well as the account. We have a lot, we got a lot of cool content from tailgating, from fans, everything like that. Please check us out. We're looking to do more of this, especially when we come out here. Um, make sure when you catch Max on Wednesday, yes. go up and ask him. He owes you a dollar beer. Oh, oh gosh, darn it. I was. I thought we were going to get out of here. All right, on that note, let's get the heck out of here. See you guys. Have a great night. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.